Well, that was fun. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your great grace in our life. And Lord, today I pray that your word would find lodging in our heart. God, that you would allow us to see things we've never seen before. But most importantly, God, that you would, be able to, you would allow us to be able to see you in a new and glorious way. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe some of you find yourself in a place like this that we're in right now, a barren desert. What do you do when you wake up someday and you find yourself in a place where there's no fruit in your life, where there is absolutely nothing, it's just barren? Well, the first thing that happens is we're normally tempted to believe that Jesus has abandoned us, that God has forsaken us. And I just want you to know honestly that that is just a lie. It's not true at all. In fact, what's interesting is, is as Jesus begins his ministry, he is led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. And he's there for 40 days and he is tempted and he, is, and he wins the victory for us in the desert. And so it's a lie to believe that God has abandoned us. But the truth is, it's not God's will for us to stay here. This is just what we pass through. This is not our landing place. So how then do I find my way into a place where I can find fruit? And by the way, Hosea 13.5 says, I cared for you in the wilderness, in the land of the drought. So God is right in the midst of this place. And so how do we find our way out of it? Well, the first thing that I would say to you is that you can't grow anything on, on, on soil like this. So the very first thing that has to happen is you've got to bring in some topsoil. You've got to figure out how to uproot this soil and bring in some stuff on the top so that something that can actually grow in it. So that's where you begin. That's where you start. You've got to bring in topsoil, something that's rich in minerals. And uh, what's interesting is in the frozen tundra of Alaska, there are people that are finding places to farm. And so wherever you find yourself, wherever you land, God has a place for you and God can produce fruit in your life. So what are some of the nutrients that I need in my life? If I'm going to have a fruitfulness in my life, what are some of the nutrients that I need? Well, the Bible says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. So those ingredients that I just read are the ingredients that need to be in your soil, where you're planting yourself. The fact is, is that I need to devote myself to opening my Bible up every day and letting God speak into my life and letting him have his will. I need to devote myself to partnership with other believers. We're in a barren place in our land today because uh, we have orders not to gather in, in large groups. But there's ways that we can find to gather together so that you and I cannot be abandoned, not be alone in this journey of life. So I need fellowship in my life and I need and I need to partake in the Lord's table and I, need, and, I, and I need to have prayer in my life. All those things are ingredients that God would have me have in my topsoil. So what else do I need in my life? Well, I need water, right? I need to water whatever I'm gonna have there. So what is the water that I need in my life? Well, the truth is, is that water in the Bible represents the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. In John chapter seven, verse number 38, the Bible says, Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from, from within them. So this passage represents the Holy Spirit in our life, always in the Bible. The power and presence of water represents the presence of God. And so what I need is the, is the filling and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Rivers of living water represents the Holy Spirit's control in your life. But here's the deal. 
If you want to have the Holy Spirit in your life, there's absolutely no way you can have that when you're trying to be in control. So the reality is, is that you've got to abandon yourself to God. You've got to let him have full sway. You've got to get up every day and say, God, not my will be done, but your will be done. And I, I can't have the power of God if I'm still trying to control my circumstances, if I'm still trying to live what I want out of my life, I just have to have the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And that is so powerful. So what else do I need in my life? Well, I, I have to have the right seed, right? I've got to plant the right seed. I was reading this past week about uh, a funny story of a, of a gal who, who uh, was gifted a plant. And so she took this plant at her home and she was watering it and she was taking, she was talking to it, she was singing to it. And uh, then she decided one day that she was going to replant it in another pot. So she pulls it out of the pot and she realized that it's plastic. And that's what happens to some of us in our lives is that we realize that we're, we've planted the wrong seed. So I want to show you a passage of scripture that I believe is absolutely essential for us. It's found in the Gospel of Mark, chapter number 4, verse 30. And it says, and again he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we, shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds of the earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, such, uh, with such big branches that the birds can perch and be safe inside of them. The mustard seed is a really interesting seed. Happened to bring a little mustard seed with me today in my pocket. And so the mustard seed is a really small seed. But the reality is, is this. If I plant this small seed in the right soil and I water it with the right water, it can grow into something amazing. But here's the truth. Here's what I need to understand. This mustard seed represents the kingdom of God. It represents God's work in my life. It, it represents what God is doing in this life. So the question that I have to ask myself every day is whose kingdom am I building? Because if I want, if I want to find myself in a place where God is bearing fruit through me and in me and for me, then I have to be planting the right seed. And the right seed every day is I, get to, I got to get up and say, how am I building the kingdom of God? Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So the kingdom of God is a big deal to God. And one of these days, everything is going to be barren as, as concerning this life. And the only thing that's going to remain and stay are the things that are of the Spirit. And the things that are of the Spirit, obviously, are the things that God waters and He plants and, and He grows. So what else do I have to do? So I start having, I start having the seed grow. And what normally grows with it are weeds, right? So what I've got to do is I've got to, I've got to pull those weeds out. So how do I know when I'm plucking out the right things? How do I know the difference between the weeds and the plants? Well, here's a gardening tip. This is from Pastor Dan. Uh, this is what I would say. When you, when you reach down and you start pulling on a plant, normally it's very loose. Weeds are hard to pull, right? They're backbreaking. So I've got to be careful that I'm not uprooting the right stuff in my life. I've got to be pulling out the weeds out of my life. And as I, as I think about how I pull the weeds out of my life, uh, it is such an important thing because weeds are devastating. They are overwhelming. They are, they are destructive in our path. So with that thought in mind, I want you to think about this. Have you ever heard of the Russian thistle? 
Do you know what a Russian thistle is? I'm sure you do. Because here in America, we call them tumbleweeds. And uh, it's, I have an interesting story. If you ever travel down to Southern California, you have to, you have to pass through Victorville. Victorville, a couple years ago, had a devastating thing happen to them because, because a windstorm came along. What happened was, is all the tumbleweeds blew into their town, literally shut their city down because of these tumbleweeds. I mean, shut their emergency services down. They had to declare a state of emergency and, and figure out how to get these tumbleweeds out of their town. That's what happens to us when you and I don't manage the weeds in our lives. You and I need to pluck them out. We need to trust the Lord that he's working in his life. And now that I've planted the right seed, I've brought in the right topsoil, I've watered, what else do I need to do? The next thing that I need to do is that I need to wait on the Lord. And that's the hardest part of the process because I also want to be doing something. But waiting on the Lord for him to bring the right harvest is essential to this, this fruitfulness inside of my life. If I want to have a life that is not barren, I've got to learn to wait on God's spirit to do his will and his work in my life. So what do I do when I'm waiting on the Lord? What do I do then? The answer to that question is simply this. I wait on the Lord by worshiping him every day. I bow before him. I sing to him. I worship him every day, waiting and longing for him to bring into my life what he desires in my life. And when he, when he shows up, I'm telling you, you'll know that he showed up. It's a very powerful thing. And may God bless you as you wait on the Lord in a barren land, waiting for God to do great things inside of your life. Amen.